pretty girls are swimming in the sea Oh, they look like sisters in the ocean The boy will fill his pail with salted water And the storms will blow from off towards New Orleans The sun shines on Biloxi The air is filled with vapors from the sea
That's Shay Zadravec with her version of Jesse Winchester's Biloxi. New to our radar, Shay is from Calgary, Alberta, and describes herself as a singer and occasionally a songwriter. She's been creating quite the buzz for her, her ability to interpret other people's songs, and after the success of her first EP, Norway, which included spine-tingling versions of Lilac Wine, made famous by Nina Simone and Elkie Brooks, and Chris Cuddy's Dear Elvis. She's just released a wonderful full-length covers album entitled Now and Then. To learn more about her music and the new album, we're pleased to welcome Shay Zadravec to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you today. Oh, it's great to, to be here. I got to say, you know, when I heard the first single, which was Windfall, which uh, we're not going to be able to play on this episode, the Jay Farah song, actually, we've already played it on Folk Roots Radio. I, I was entranced, so much so that I had to hear the whole album, which has just been released. As I mentioned at the intro, the album is called Now and Then, and it's truly fabulous. And, you know, what I really love is you have been blessed with an amazing singing voice, and I want to use that to steer this conversation, because... I think when you started out, you actually started out more in ballet than, uh, you know, as a vocalist, didn't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I spent about uh, 10 years in dance, um, ballet, tap, and, uh, you know, other other forms of dance. But uh, it wasn't until a little bit later on that I, I decided to get into singing. And I guess, well, I think about it now, and that, that's 10 years ago now that I, I started singing in front of people. It feels like yesterday, but yeah, I, I'm sure from your point of view, it's like yeah, well, you know, that's that, you know, that's this is what I do now. But it's it, I'm intrigued. I mean, do, were you singing at all as a, as a child? Because you know, you you have this this voice that really brings something extra to these songs. We're going to talk about some of the songwriters you've covered in a in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm curious as to you know how you actually made the change. I mean, obviously, it's in the arts and. I think you you did have a spell in musical theater, didn't you? I did, yes. I so I, I remember singing, you know, right from a, a very early age. But it, I don't know how, but it, it kind of became a fear of mine to sing in front of people. I think the idea of being put on the spot and everyone goes quiet. It, it, it there was something about it that really, really frightened frightened me and. Um, so once I got to high school, I was, you know, I was already dancing at that point, and and I was used to being on stage, but dancing was a different feeling. And once I got to high school, and I realized that, you know, I, I wanted to give it another shot. I wanted to try singing again because I saw all, all of these people around me doing the same thing, and um, I, I, you know, I wanted to get over that fear. So that that was my my first introduction into singing in front of people again was high school musicals so I did that and and I I think I it helped me get over the fear that I had of being in front of people and speaking in front of people and and singing so I went from there and it's felt uh, better and better I still I still from time to time get nervous like anyone else does but I feel much more comfortable now so is there a, a family influence in the arts for you, um, you know, music and dance? Definitely. My, uh, my, my dad is a, is a music lover, and I, I think of him as one of those people who, if he, if he would have 
started music early on in his life, he probably would have been a musician. So any any uh, sort of um, interest that I had or my sister had or my brother had in the arts was very strongly encouraged uh, by both my parents, both my mom and dad. And so anything we were drawn to, they, they really they wanted to nurture it as much as possible. And so when music became that that thing that I, I grew interested um, interested in. He, you know, he dug out all of his old mixtapes and things like that. So it it was it was a lot of fun to kind of rediscover the music that he was interested in and that my mom has been interested in once I showed a an interest in singing live. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think you're we started off with Biloxi, the wonderful Jesse Winchester song, which was on his first album, his self-titled album. But mm-hmm. um, Bloxy was a, a song I think your father was kind of enthusiastic for you to try and cover, wasn't he? <laughs> it, yes, it was. He um, That's always been one of his favorite songs. I uh, That's one of, one of the few songs that I can remember him playing over and over and over again. He doesn't, he doesn't typically play the same song over and over again, you know, because he likes to move on to the next thing. But uh, that one was always one of his favorites. And so I, I have performed it live before. And once we knew we were going to be going into the recording studio, we were picking songs. That was one that was on all of our lists to record. But I, I, I made a point of not telling my dad that we were recording it. So I left it as a surprise once everything was mixed. Well, uh, so how does he feel now that it's out there? I think he's I think he's very happy. He um he doesn't he doesn't hand out compliments <laughs> quite easily, but uh he told me that when he when he listened to the um the rough mixes that I I had I had given him to take a listen to, he he said I might have almost cried. I might have, but he didn't, you know. That's that's about as close as he he came to, you know, saying that he was he was really happy, so so that was cute. I'd like to jump back into the album just now and play a, another track. Uh, you know, I, I always have this mm-hmm. big debate in my mind when I'm doing an interview like this, especially with somebody new like yourself, the very much new to my radar. It's like, well, how many songs can I fit in? And mm-hmm. I was determined to fit four in. So uh, I'd like okay. to play your version of Skyway, which is the wonderful Paul Westerberg replacements song. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that strikes me about the album, we'll talk a little bit more about the songwriters on the album and on your previous EP Norway in a, in a few moments. But, you know, one of the things I find interesting is that when you're bringing a female voice to a song that's been sung by a male, and I, I always, I, to me, that really allows you to bring out something a little different. And I'm just curious as to to why Skyway was picked, because it is a beautiful song and, and it's, it's somewhat different, I think, as far as the replacements are concerned, because they're, you know, they were more of a, I would say, more of a rowdy band and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a somewhat disheveled in the way that they sang and played. And uh, this song yeah. definitely isn't that at all. And I was just wondering what it appealed, what appealed to you about it. I think that was, that was exactly what appealed to me, was the fact that they were this, this rowdy, hardcore band. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, there's this charming, beautiful, um, almost angelic song. 
and it's like, wow, where, you know, where did that come from? So it, it, it was, it spoke to me in that, um, they're true artists, you know, they're, they're not just painted into one corner. They're not just going to play hardcore punk rock or, you know, whatever it may be. They're, they're, you know, obviously they're artistic enough that they, they feel different things and they can put it into their music. So that, that's what appealed to me in that song. And that certainly goes to what a great songwriter Paul Westerberg is because, you know, yes. you know, and again, I, that was the thing that really blew me away when I received the, the first track Windfall. I was looking, I said, oh, this looks interesting. And then I looked at other names and it's like, okay, we've got Jay Farah, Jesse Winchester, mm-hmm. Paul Westerberg, Lynn Miles, yep. uh, Ian Tyson, Roy Forbes, and uh, just goes down. It, 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 it is phenomenal that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the way that people have been picked but let's listen to Skyway. This is Shay Zadrebek with Skyway from her wonderful new album, Now and Then. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. You take the Skyway High above the busy little one In my stupid hat and gloves at night I lie awake Wondering if I'll sleep Wondering if we'll meet out in the street But you take the skyway It don't move at all like a subway It's got bombs when it's cold like any other place It's warm up inside I'm sitting down and waiting for a ride Beneath the skyway my ride most every day there wasn't a damn thing I could do or say That's Shay Zadravec with Skyway from her new album. It's entitled Now and Then. It's a covers album, and it's her debut full-length album. And, and I got to say, I was completely blown, blown away when I, I first heard this album. Shay Zadravec's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, chatting about her music and the record. Now, Shay, I want to talk to you about uh, Joran Greeny because he is the producer of this album and also your previous EP that was entitled Norway. He is a, a musician from Norway. 
I'm curious as to how you hooked up to work together. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. So this this goes back um, a few years when um, I was in a, a recording studio in Calgary. I was I was laying down a demo track of a Chip Taylor song called "I'll Carry for You," and uh, my my manager Neil McGonigal has been good friends with Chip for years. And uh, there was this beautiful song that he'd written, I guess, as a tribute to the Henderson sisters, uh, Brooke and Brittany Henderson, who are are pro golfers, and it, it was it was such a a lovely song, and it it really it you know kind of gutted me because I I have a sister and a brother, and it was such a touching song. So uh, Neil said, "Let's go into the studio and let's let's lay down a demo track, just you singing and playing your ukulele." So I did that, and he sent it off to Chip a little while later, and I and Chip I, I guess he he really enjoyed my version enough to send it to his producer, who turned out was Yoren Greeny. And Yoren is a fantastic musician. Um, he has a great, great ear for music and what, what a song needs and what it doesn't need. So he, he put instrumentation on it just because he enjoyed my version and uh, sent it back. And I think he said, you know, are there any other songs that you have? So we, we, it turned out we made a small little EP just by me going into Airwave Studio here in Calgary and making demos by singing and playing my ukulele and sending it to Norway, and he would add instrumentation. So that's how that was the connection there. That was how we first got into contact with Jorn. And, you know, I've got to say, uh, Norway is fabulous too. In fact, I was sitting there this morning when I was, you know, was listening to both albums, and I thought... You know, what would be cool? I know, you know, the music industry's changed. You know, everybody's streaming now. There's not as much emphasis on buying the record or mm-hmm. buying the CD. But, you know, I thought, you know, what would be cool is to market them both together. Because in some ways, Norway and Now and Then really do fit together. I mean, you you know, I mentioned you've got Chris Cuddy on there. You've got the wonderful Lilac Wine that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big Elkie Brooks fan from way back. So... Mm-hmm. I was so excited you've got that on there. You've got Shelby Lynn on there as well, plus yeah. your version of Chip Taylor's I'll Carry For You. And I mm-hmm. thought, God, it would be just awesome to, you know, to to put these both these albums out there. I was, you know, I was even thinking, oh, yeah, it would be perfect. You know, two wonderful vinyl LPs, buy them both together mm-hmm. uh, yes, and, yes. and savor them. But um, mm-hmm. so really now and then from your point of view was just probably a natural progression, right? Into, you know, this is my full length album. I'm going to pick some more songs to, uh, mm-hmm. to include. Yes, it was. When, when we did Norway, it was, um, the way it came together was, uh, it was kind of a prolonged experience. You know, we didn't, we didn't all sit in the studio and record all the tracks, you know, face to face. It, it, it took a little bit of time. So it was, you know, kind of a natural progression to go from doing that, which was lovely and amazing to see it come together that way. But then we we decided we're like, okay, so if we're going to make another album, let's do let's do it the opposite. Let's have everyone in the room. Let's give ourselves a limited amount of time to record and play all these songs and do it kind of old school that way, you know. And and that's what we did. So it's uh, yeah, I think, and also you know the idea of now and then. You know, when I did Norway, 
that was that was the then, and this is this is the now. So I think they go hand in hand that way as well. Yeah, no, that's great. So tell us a little bit about picking the tracks from the album, because I think some of them you picked, but I think also you had suggestions from uh, Neil and others on on mm-hmm. songs that would be good to include. Yes, yeah. So songs like Skyway, um, I ended up finding that one uh, a couple years back, and songs like The Whispering Wind, um, that was a, a song from my childhood that I remember singing along to. And um, But other songs like Windfall, that was Joran's pick. When we had approached him about producing this next album, he said, okay, well, you know, would you mind taking a listen to this song? And uh, so we did, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. And, I, and it, was, it was a nice challenge for me because he insisted that I play guitar, on it and you know I'm, I'm a little bit nervous when it comes to singing and playing still it's playing guitar is still a little bit new to me but uh, he said no no you gotta play so that was that was his pick and it turned out great and a song like summer's gone um that was neil mcgonagall's pick because he is uh, good friends with ian tyson and he said you know this this song is just heartbreaking i think you should give it a try so so it was a combined effort and there are actually, I think, two Ian Tyson songs on the album. We're going to actually play Summer's Gone in a few moments, but there's also mm-hmm. Silver Bell on there, which is kind of a Christmas theme. I always, you know, sometimes I think we're a bit harsh that, you know, if, if mm-hmm. the word Christmas gets mentioned in a song, it instantly gets pushed to the end of the year. But <laughs> that's, right, that's the yeah. way it tends to, to go. And on Silver Bell, I think you actually duet with Ian, right? Yes, I do. That was That was a surreal experience right there it um that song it was you know when when you think about ian writing it i I, it's it's from a woman's perspective and i think that's that's so great about him is that he could write these brilliant songs not from a a a man's perspective but from a woman's and uh and it's very very empathetic so we recorded it as as a duet and he he actually put his vocal tracks on after i had recorded my parts and it was it was quite a moving experience to watch him do that. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting. And and what about Summer's Gone? Uh, you know, because your version is beautiful. And, you know, one of the things I was doing this morning when I was getting ready for the interview is I would listen to your version of the song and then I would go back and listen to the original and say, oh, you know, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But your version of Summer's Gone is really quite beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Tell Thank us a little you. bit about making that one. Yeah, that one... That is a, it's a very special song, and I was quite, uh, quite nervous to record that one. I wasn't entirely confident that I could do it justice, as, as he, um, I know Ian really likes that song. You know, I know that he, he always thought that was, uh, one of his best songs that he'd ever written. So when, when you hear that, you know, (laughs) it's hard not to get inside your own head and think, wow, I better do a good job or he's not going to be happy. But it, um, what it actually reminded me of when, uh, when I heard back the track that we laid down in the studio, it reminded me of um, Heart Like a Wheel. Right. You know, when, when mm-hmm. hearing Linda Ronstadt singing it in this beautiful falsetto and her vibrato, and then you hear this really lonesome violin part that was added on to my track by a great musician named Denis Dufresne here in Calgary. 
And I was like, wow, this is like hurt like a wheel. And after that, I was, you know, I think my, my nerves had been settled once I heard it back. And I'm like, no, I think, I think this song really, really worked the way that we did it. And it was, yeah, it was heartbreaking and beautiful. Let's listen to that just now. This is Shay Zadravec with her version of Ian Tyson's Summer's Gone from her fabulous new album, Now and Then. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Summer's gone Going gone Pale moon in a raptor sky Days as warm As a lover's kiss Just before she says goodbye Gonna bring them down Summer's gone Goodbye Thank you. 
That's Shazad Ravek with Summer's Gone from her new album. It's entitled Now and Then. If you've been listening to this interview for the last 20 minutes or so, you'll know that I just love this album. It's truly fabulous. It's a covers album. And, you know, it's actually the first full length from Shazad Ravek, who was our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. Which raises a question, Shay. You describe yourself as a singer and occasionally a songwriter. Does that mean that you maybe have one or two songs of your own that you'll bring out on future albums? <laughs> I um, I do have a couple of songs. Uh, the first one that I wrote, it was uh, I wrote it on my my little ukulele, and I, I wrote it as more more of a joke song, and I I I, I didn't want it to be taken too seriously. So that's uh, that's one that I, I I allow to pop up occasionally in some of my my live shows. And um, I, I co-wrote one with my with my good friend Tim Leacock and uh, and Derek Pulliam. So uh, there's there there are a couple there that I would I'd like to see out into into the open more often. And you know that I I have ideas, but none that have really uh, made their full form yet. So we'll we'll see what the future has in store. We'll talk about the future in a few moments. It certainly sounds exciting. But let's talk about live performance. Um, mm-hmm. We're living in these strange COVID times when, unfortunately, pretty much all live music is shut down. But let's talk about some of the the shows you've done in the past, because I, I do want to give our audience a feel for what they're going to get when they come hear you sing. So tell us a little bit about your shows. Well, my um, my shows, I guess when, when I started off singing, uh, this is going back a few years, I, I was... Uh, I, I didn't play guitar. I, I was just I was just singing, and and the musicians that I, I I was fortunate enough to play with and have accompany me they um, they were very accepting of that. Um, but in within the last couple of years, when I decided I'm going to put an effort into playing guitar, I was you know I was able to get some really really great opening slots um, for musicians like uh, Roy Forbes, uh, David Francie, you know, and uh, Two years ago, I was I was able to do a really really interesting tour opening for Il Devo, and that was that was a very interesting experience because you know those were some of the bigger stages that I've ever played on, and I was terrified, but I also felt really 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 great about how how it was turning out, and I was you know accompanied by my good friend Tim Leacock on lead guitar and harmony vocals, and I I, I think now within the last Two three years, I've started to figure out just how I like to present music on stage with you know still being able to sing the songs that I like and being able to play guitar, just play a solid rhythm and be confident in doing that. So lots of my shows are still very stripped down with you know two maybe three other musicians um, on stage with me, but still very very tame very calm and uh about vocals do you actually find that your live performance is a is a great place to try out new songs i mean i'm sitting here thinking you know although you know you you're developing your career as a an interpreter a really great interpreter of other people's songs in some ways you could look and say well that's you know it's a bit limiting because you know she's not showing that much of her own songwriting at the same time 
you've got this huge realm of music that you can dip into. And, you know, and I could yeah. imagine you, you know, going even further back. You know, you've got songs from the 70s. I could imagine you dipping way back to, you know, the 40s and and yeah. and be yeah. before. I mean, are these things that you think about, you know, looking at, at other songs that you might want to create the Chez Adrevec version of? Oh, absolutely. I, um... I fancy myself as, uh, as being a crooner, so to speak. So I actually, I have it in my head that at some point I would love to be, you know, surrounded by a big band and doing these beautiful jazz standards and big band material. And I, I, I have many plans for that. So I, I, I think in being an interpreter, it actually has freed me up to have a broader selection of material. So the you know I I really I I don't really feel limited in any way. The the only thing I that I feel limited by is uh, maybe my lack in guitar ability right now. Um, but that's okay because that's something that you just you kind of get better at as you go and and you learn along the way with the people that you're playing with. But being able to pick and choose songs from whichever genre, whichever era, whichever singers, you know whomever they may be. It uh, is very freeing that way. So I have I have many many options. Well, and I think also the fact that the songs that you've picked so far, I mean, you know, they they're excellent songwriters, but they're you know you're you're not. I mean, I I I, I little hesitant to say this, but I was actually <laughs> pleased there wasn't a version of Hallelujah on this album. <laughs> not that I'm sure you don't sing a wonderful version, but you know that's a song that a fabulous song that almost is getting overcovered now. And yes, it's yeah. just refreshing to have people say, well, look, what about my version of this song? That that I find really exciting. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, with, with songs like Hallelujah, um, it, it's such a brilliant song. And yes, I, there are so many great vocalists who have done versions of it. But um, I think there comes a point where a song has found its, um, it's it's sweet spot, you know. It's it's been covered and it's been done, and and you know there there comes a point where maybe there's it's time to move on and say, okay, maybe there's another hidden gem out there that nobody's heard yet that has the exact same potential. So I think um, in in finding a new selection of material, it it like you said, it's a bit refreshing and it gives other songwriters a chance to have their art out into the world. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm very excited for you, and I can't wait to see you on a big stage with, you know, I just imagine a wonderful slideshow or something else going on, um, <laughs> you know, a la Diana Crawl or something like that. I know yeah. you don't play piano, but, you know, it's. <laughs> I just think that would be the, just the, the most awesome thing. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the future. I mean, you probably, you know, you're not going to get to to play too many shows in yeah. you know in the current time i think you actually played a uh, a garden show or uh, last night or something is that right yes i did i um, i think right now with what uh with what covid has presented the only way that musicians and singers have been able to get any kind of um make any kind of go at music this year is just by being outside you know, so I mean, and that's great. There's actually a really refreshing thing about being outside and singing out into the open. It feels it feels great. So I did that last night, and 
and I've done that uh, quite a bit throughout the summer. But you know, I'm I'm very very hesitant to try and make a go of it indoors just yet because I would you know I would hate to see someone get sick or you know it, it's I think it's it's going to be a tough road. But um, we all the musicians that I know they, we've all kind of done our best to make it work when when the weather is nice. So right. that's about all we can do. No, and I, I think that's definitely the right approach. Obviously, as soon as things start to improve, you'll have the opportunity to to get out on the road with this album. Do you foresee that maybe you might end up, you know, putting out some more material before um, you actually get out to, to really start to perform again? Um, and uh, Like a, another album? Yeah, another album, another EP. And I know a lot of people, you know, are starting to put out music more frequently, mm-hmm, um, yes. you know, to, to try and make sure that there's new stuff getting out there. And it's not for me to sit here and say, oh, I wouldn't mind <laughs> hearing some more holiday singles from yeah, Shay Zad yeah. Rebecca. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder as to, to whether that's, you know, because you are an interpreter, whether you think, oh, yeah, I should really, you know, think about doing some more while I'm waiting to mm-hmm. get out on the road. Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, I think for me, um, I don't I don't necessarily have any plans to get back into the studio and, and record uh, just yet. Um, I, I think for me, what I have done, I, I've, I've tapped into the, the live streaming circuit just a little bit. It's That's a bizarre world in, in and of itself, but that, uh, that way it, it allows me to play songs that I haven't recorded yet and songs that I haven't even tried playing live anywhere. So I, you know, in a sense, there's some, there are some new songs there that people can can get a chance to listen to but i i think for right now i think with now and then we we're gonna continue to promote all of those songs as much as we can without you know driving people nuts and <laughs> in the next year and uh, hopefully kind of allow it to grow and expand um, naturally you know with whatever that means in, in the next six months or so but um, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I think I'm planning on sitting tight and, you know, if, if the opportunity does come up where it's like, okay, great, let's, let's maybe get in and record a single just for, just this once. I, I'm open to it, but uh, no plans just yet. No, that's great. Well, look, it's been absolutely fabulous to talk to you again Thank you. for everybody listening to this interview. Both Norway as the EP and Now and Then are truly fabulous. I encourage you to get out and get them. And, you know, I would encourage you to buy them. You know, go to (laughs) um, Shay's website, follow the links, buy the albums, because you're going to do a lot more for an artist than just streaming their music Mm -hmm. in these current strange times. We're going to finish today. Oh, I should just remember, if you want to check out uh, Shay Zadravec online, go to shayzadravec.com. We're going to finish with Lynn Miles, another, I mean, fabulous uh, singer-songwriter, uh, Canadian as well, of course. Uh, we're going to play her, your version of her song, Night Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful song. Tell us what attracted you to this one. This one, oh, this one, it, um, when I first heard it, I, I was intrigued just because I realized that it was she was writing this song about being out on the road as a musician, and and it kind of clicked for me that this is 
this is what I want to do. I want to be a musician. I want to be traveling from town to town. But it, I, I had forgotten that there's maybe a, a less glamorous side to it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's great having this idea that you can perform and be in new places and, you know, live, live the high lives. But there's, it's actually, there's a little bit of gloom. Um, I think that surrounds it. You know, you're, you're driving late at night and maybe your car is on the verge of breaking down and you don't know when you're going to get home. So I was, I was totally drawn in by the, um, the, the reality of it. So that's, that's why I think I, I was drawn to that song. Perfect way to finish. This is Shay <laughs> Zadrebeck with Night Drive from her wonderful new album, Now and Then. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. And Shay, I really want to thank you for spending the time with us today. The album is brilliant. And I you. wish you all the best for the future. Thank you so much, Jan. It's, it's been a great, great time chatting. Straight away On every slinky curve I need somebody to take the wheel Navigate for a while Tell me how brave I've been And try to make me smile Oh, and I need something for the shakes I need to fix the brakes I need a Take me home, that's straight and true I need to lay my burdens down In an understanding town But most of all, I need someone
somebody in my way Somebody trying to make me cry Oh, and I need something for the shakes I need to fix the brakes I need a road to take me home That's straight and true I need to let